0: Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Today we are starting a brand new four-week series called At The Movies. It is by far our most popular series of the year where we take modern day movies and learn spiritual truths that we can apply to our everyday lives. Unfortunately, due to copyright laws, we are not able to show these movies to our online audience. However, for those of you who can't join us in person for At The Movies, we are doing something called our Summer Throwback Online Series where we will feature some of our most popular messages over the past three years that we know will encourage you and challenge you in some key areas in your life. Today's message is called, What You See Is Not All There Is, from our series called War Room. Well, good morning, everybody. Everybody doing good today on this Lord's Day? Man, it's great to see all of you. Hey, while you're clapping, give those that are watching us right now a round of applause and welcome them into our worship experience. We appreciate Uh, technology and the opportunity it affords. Uh, So many people that are traveling and doing different things, they can stay connected with us. Well, we have had an amazing weekend already, and uh, before I really dive into uh, the message and really this brand new series that we're beginning today, I want to pause for just a moment and celebrate something that took place yesterday. We had an amazing time, Uh, as always, we gather on the first Saturday of every month. We call it our first Saturday prayer and serve. And so we had a great turnout yesterday for our first Saturday prayer time. And, and then after we uh, prayed together, we uh, dispersed, went a couple of different directions, and we had the opportunity uh, to serve McCoy Middle School as well as Lake Nona High School. We had 54 people that participated in making an impact on these two campuses. We actually have a little snapshot of some of these uh, before and after shots. We actually had um, a play area there at McCoy, uh, McCoy Elementary School where uh, unfortunately it was just um, uh, had not been taken care of in a while and they were uh, hoping that we could do something to assist them this school doesn't have any uh, support they only have a pta program Uh, really very little to no uh, parental participation in in the school Um, it's an unfortunate situation and uh, we've been able to reach out to the school um, to partner with them, and through the Room of Hope that we've been able to establish over there through Healing and Hope, it's really opened a tremendous door of opportunity. And so we wanted to bless them, so we just mulched the uh, the playground area and uh, the picnic area, and they were so thankful and appreciative. And then over at the high school, at Lake Nona High School. Uh, We had the opportunity as we're getting ready obviously for school starting up next week the opportunity to go and do some painting um, just to help make things a little newer and better and uh, it's going to be a huge huge blessing as we have the opportunity once again to partner with the schools isn't it great that the church can be the church and bless our public schools that way amen. So we're so thankful for the men and the women and the students who participated and gave of their time and uh, allowed God to use them to be the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. And that's truly what it is all about. And then one other little side note that I'm uh, really excited about. In fact, I forgot my, 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 uh, my cell phone. But we have uh, a brand new app and website that as of about 11 o'clock last night, it was turned on, it's live. And so FYI, right now, if you have an Android or you have a a, a iPhone, let me encourage you to take the old app that maybe you uh, had on your phone before, just delete it, just get rid of it. And then what we wanna do is we wanna encourage you to go to the app store. And so once again, whether it's your Android or whether it's your iPhone, what you need to do is you need to download the brand new app called Rethink Life Church, okay? Just Rethink Life Church. There's some new features on there that we're really excited about. It's going to really be helpful for those of you who want to take notes during the message. It's a really cool feature that's on there. So everything that I'm going to be sharing this morning is on the app. You can actually type in notes and follow along uh, with the scriptures and the points of reference that I'll be emphasizing today. And of course, the website, be sure to um, just make note of that. Everything that you need to know as it relates to the pulse of what's taking place in the life of our church is happening there at our website. And so as we are trying to just be um, obviously uh, more um, effective in our ability to be efficient and to really be more paperless in things that we do to be better stewards, uh, we just want to encourage you to participate with us. So all the social media is on there. So whether you use the app, or whether you go online, we want you to take full advantage of those tools and resources that are going to help you grow in your spiritual journey. There's devotionals, there's daily Bible readings, an amazing um, variety of different things that will help you in a great, great way. Were you guys ready to get started with a new series? We are, uh, we're doing something. I've never personally taught this topic before um, in a, really in the context of a message series. And God has just put it on my heart. I think one of the reasons why God put it on my heart is because anytime you, here's what I've learned. I've learned that anytime I personally am going through some things that I'm personally facing in my own life, chances are you are too. Because we're all human. We all face various challenges and and circumstances and oftentimes setbacks or even obstacles. And it's nice to know that when you're going through those situations, you know, you don't have to think or perhaps even feel as though you're the only one on planet Earth that's going through it. Because the reality is, is that we all go through these situations and circumstances in life and sometimes we don't always know why. Well today we're kicking off this new series we're calling it War Room and it's all about how to help us win the spiritual battles that we face. And the reason why we're also calling it War Room is because uh, here at our Conway location, starting tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., we're turning this room into a war room. In other words, we're going to take on the spiritual battles through prayer tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. We officially begin. In fact, we actually started today, but we're actually starting tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., Uh, We're going to be meeting right here at our Conway location for an hour of prayer. It's 21 days of prayer. So I just want to extend this invitation for you to join us every morning, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. right here. You can also watch us through our live stream. So for those of you who can't be here at 6, we're going to be making it available through live streams so you can participate with us. So from 6 to 7 a.m., we start sharply, end sharply. But let me invite you to be a part of that. And let's just believe God to do some amazing things over this 21-day prayer journey as we embark upon something that we're believing God for as we uh, really just step out in faith in a new season, of ministry this fall, believing God for amazing things. And so uh, we're calling it War Room, and we just want to encourage you to find a place in your house uh make, commit to to being a part of these 21 days spend time make it a priority in prayer and let's just trust God to do the supernatural to do what we can't do on our own amen we need God's help and here's what I've learned in 33 years of being a follower of Jesus Christ faith attracts opposition it just does It attracts opposition. And that's the reason why God's put it in my heart to deal with the subject of spiritual warfare. And here's the reason why faith attracts opposition. Because anytime we step out in faith, anytime we put our faith and our trust in God for the impossible... When we trust God, even through the heart of obedience, just doing the right thing to honor God, to worship God, to put God first in a specific area of our lives, well, guess what? We actually have a real spiritual enemy who works hard to counterattack. We have an enemy who wants to do everything he can to divert our attention away from what God is leading us to do. We have a spiritual enemy that wants to throw obstacles in our ways, oftentimes to intimidate us, But often what happens is we feel discouraged and defeated because we don't feel like that maybe we're getting the breakthrough. We're not seeing God at work. And actually what often happens behind scenes is that there is a real battle. There's a war that's waging through real spiritual forces that we often fail to recognize. And so here's what I want to encourage you with, and here's kind of the big thought for the day. If you're taking notes, if you're on our app already, and here it is, what you see is not all there is. So turn to your neighbor, look at them, and say, what you see is not all there is. That's kind of a loaded statement, isn't it? What you see is not all there is. What you see in the physical realm is not necessarily all there is when it comes to the spiritual realm, the things that are unseen, the things that often we fail to even recognize or understand when it comes to how it affects our spiritual lives in Christ Jesus. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4, the Apostle Paul tells us these words. He said, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. So there is an unseen world. It is the spiritual battle that takes place between heaven and hell. It is the spiritual battle between the the, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And so you have this real spiritual war that is taking place between good and evil. But here's the thing you need to understand. In the physical realm... We don't fight the spiritual battle like we do in the physical realm. In other words, we don't, we don't use torpedoes or, you know, we don't, we don't use, you know, chemical warfare. Or we don't use missiles or machine guns or tanks or BB guns to take on the army. Or the spiritual forces, the spiritual army. No, 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 we don't do that. But instead, as followers of Jesus Christ, you know what we do? We use faith, we use prayer, and we use the word of God to overcome the evil one. And so you gotta understand once again that faith attracts opposition. So we've got to understand that there's a real battle and we have to be battle ready. So how do we do that? Well, the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 and 10 through 12 finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you will take your stand, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. In other words, the devil is actually strategically planning ways on how he can defeat you, how he can set you up to walk directly into a trap, to catch you blindsided. He's working overtime. Can I just tell you, while we've all had perhaps maybe a little break over the summer, and had some time to go see, you know, grandma and grandpa, have a little family vacation, or maybe just take a few days off, you know, Can I just remind you and tell you that Satan, the enemy, he doesn't go on summer vacations. He's not, you know, just chilling, you know, at some Airbnb, kicking his feet up, saying, yeah, I'm just kind of taking a spiritual break right now. I'm tired of dealing with all those Christians, you know, I just need a little break. Just need to come up for some air, you know. No, 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 no. He's nonstop. He's relentless. He is 24-7, Coming up with schemes, strategies, he is very intentional with his plans to take you out. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So there's a real battle that's waging. And so what does the enemy specifically do? Well, there's a lot of things he does. as relates to His schemes, his strategies, his plans to wipe you out. But I want to quickly share with you five things that we, know for sure, that we know for sure that Scripture teaches us that the devil actually does. So if you take your notes, let me encourage you to write these down. Once again, it's in your app. Number one, he blinds the minds of unbelievers. Think about that for a moment. The Bible says that the enemy, Satan, blinds the minds of those who are yet followers of Jesus Christ. The Bible says it like this in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. The God, notice the little g, the God of this age blinded the minds of unbelievers. So in essence, what the enemy wants to do is he wants to keep those who are spiritually lost. He wants to keep those who have yet to cross that line of faith, to commit their lives to Jesus Christ, he wants their minds to be darkened, if you will, from really seeing the light, the truth of Jesus Christ. Therefore, the enemy knows that if he can close the minds of unbelievers to the point where they never see the light, they don't understand the light, they don't recognize the the light, most importantly, they don't embrace the light, the truth, then he knows that he's got them exactly where he wants them. Why does he want that to be so? Let me tell you why. Because the Bible says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free indeed. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth and I'm the life. So therefore, no one comes to the Father except through me. Well, if that's the truth, then why in the world would Satan want people who have yet to commit their lives to Jesus Christ to ever discover how Jesus Christ can change their lives forever? So the enemy wants to do everything he can to blind the minds, to keep unbelievers from hearing the truth, but most importantly, accepting the truth into their own personal lives. The second thing he does, he steals God's word from us. So what he does, he steals the word of God from our lives. In fact, in Matthew chapter 13, verse 19, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, notice carefully, The evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. I'll never forget, it's been a number of years ago, I was uh, at a convenience store. And I noticed as I walked through the front door of this convenience store, there was a guy that was sitting on the bed of his pickup truck by himself. And I don't know what it was when I walked into the store. I just... I sensed a leading to talk to the guy on my way out. I normally don't do that as a complete stranger. Had no idea if he had a, you know, machine gun in his truck or if he'd take me out. I had no idea. But when I left the convenience store, I walked up to him and introduced myself. And and um, one thing led to another. We began a conversation. And he was very nice, very uh, very open to hearing what I had to say, and I began to share my personal testimony with him. And then I finally came to a place in my conversation with him. It wasn't very long, but I just talked to him enough where I could sense God was softening his heart. He seemed very open and receptive to what I was saying. So I just asked him, I said, hey, I said, would you you be willing to put your faith in Christ? And I said, man, we, we can do that right here, right now. And I kid you not. I mean, within seconds, just, I literally had, I mean, we were this close. I had him I mean, it was just right there. And all of a sudden, one of his buddies pulled up, had music just blaring, pulled up, literally right there where we are, and just completely derailed the whole situation. And that guy instantly changed his tune as soon as his friend pulled in. And when I walked away, it was so clear, it was very evident. That that was the evil one who was just simply trying to oppose everything that was getting ready to go down in that young man's heart. And I want you to know that the enemy does. He comes along and he'll try to take the truth and he'll try to snatch it away. And so he's very strategic. There's a third thing that we learn and that is he fights to stop us. So in a very similar situation, not only does he snatch the truth from our lives, but the evil one will often do whatever he can to literally just stop you in your tracks. Have you ever made a commitment in your heart to do something that you know in your heart that is going to honor God, that's going to be the right thing, that's going to maybe help your marriage, you know, maybe reconcile, experience some healing relationally and maybe emotionally. Maybe maybe you've had some conversations and you said, you know what? we're going to make commit, commitment we're going to recommit our lives recommit our marriage man we're, we're going to do the right thing man we're going to get back in church we're, we're going to start doing the things we know we need to do and then all of a sudden something happens and stops you right there in your tracks I was talking to a gentleman yesterday as we were out serving at McCoy uh, Elementary, and he actually made that very statement. He said, Rodney, he said, I was, in my heart, he said, I was coming today to serve, and he said, wouldn't you know it, I literally got in a fight with my wife as I was getting ready to walk out the door. He said, it just came out of nowhere. He said, just something triggered, and we got into a verbal altercation, and he said, I, I, I left but as I got in my car and I was driving to the school, he said, you gotta understand something. He said, I knew that in my heart of hearts, I was coming to serve the Lord. I wanted to do what was honoring God. I wanted to worship God. I wanted to, I wanted to serve to bless this, this, these people, to bless this school. And he said, wouldn't you know it, the enemy was trying to stop me from walking out that door. He told me he ended up calling his spouse and apologizing and and he said everything's cool he said but man it was just a reminder how real the enemy is man has there ever been a time when you said you know what i'm going to step out in faith i'm going to start i'm going to start tithing i'm going to start honoring god with 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 the with the with the tithe the 10 that that i know is the right thing that the bible teaches us to do and then as soon as you step out in faith to do that what happens you got this unexpected bill your car breaks down And all of a sudden, you're completely derailed. Why? Because the enemy is trying to stop you from doing the very thing you know is gonna honor God. You ever been in a situation where you tried to step out in faith and you said, you know what? Man, I'm gonna gonna step out in faith. I'm gonna gonna host one of these life groups. Been hearing about it. Man, I see other people involved and and man, that's what's missing in our lives and man, I I wanna connect with some people and then all of a sudden, you step out in faith and say, hey, I'm gonna do this and all of a sudden, you get this schedule change at your work that completely derails your place. And you look back on it you say, man, that was just the enemy trying to stop me from stepping out and doing what I know I needed to do. And we could go on and on and on. But the the reality is, is that the enemy will try to do everything he can. He fights to stop us. In 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 18, for we wanted to come to you. Certainly I, Paul, did again and again. But notice what Paul said. But Satan stopped us. There's another thing the enemy does, and that is, that is he plans to destroy you. You know, 1 Peter 5.8 says, Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a, roaring, like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. You notice the connection between lions and cats? Getting cat lovers in here? Just saying. Just saying. Notice it didn't say Dogs. No, roaring lion. No, I'm just kidding. But the enemy, I don't like cats. The enemy, <laughs> if you didn't get that, the enemy, he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to take out. Why? Because that's his agenda. You know what John 10, 10 says? Satan has come to do what? He's come to steal, kill, and destroy. What did Jesus say on the other end of that? Jesus said, no, 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 I've come that you may have life and experience it to the full. Satan is the extreme opposite of what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to give life. Satan came to bring death. And so here's what you got to understand. Satan, the Bible says, has come to steal, kill, and destroy. What is he trying to steal from you? Trying to steal your car, your house? No, 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 no. Let me tell you what he's trying to rob you of. He wants to rob you from your joy. He wants to take the blessings that God intended for you. He wants to rob you of that. He wants to take that away from you. The Bible says he's come to steal, but he's also come to kill. You say, what do you mean kill? I mean, he wants to take me out physically. I believe he does want to take you out physically because at the end of the day, he wants to also take you out spiritually. He wants to do everything he can to steal, but he also wants to kill. You say, what do you mean? He wants to kill your hopes and your dreams, the deepest desires of your heart. He wants to kill everything about you. And the Bible says he's also come to destroy. You say, destroy what? Not only does he want to destroy your marriage, destroy your hopes and your dreams, your family, listen, your future. He wants to destroy the potential that God has placed inside of you. So you got to understand something, that we face a real enemy. There is an unseen spiritual force that as followers of Jesus Christ, we cannot ignore. The last thing we, must, we, we, the last thing we, we need to do is underestimate the power of the evil one. We can't overlook or minimize his schemes, his strategies, and what his agenda is when it comes to taking us out from fulfilling the very purposes of God in and through our lives. So with that said, those are some things that I think are very important for us to know and to understand in a foundational level as it relates to this whole issue of spiritual warfare. Now, here's something that I want to encourage you with today, if you're taking notes, and that is this. There are two things. One is that when you're going through difficulties, when you're going through some hard times, maybe at work, maybe in some relationships with some people. It could be, you know, in, in, in your marriage relationship, could be with a family member, a co-worker. could be some financial struggles, some setbacks, some some things that you never saw coming that just kind of kicked you in the gut. You know, it's one of those things that just kind of takes the wind out of your cell. You know, we all face these things. And, you know, I've shared, I've shared this with the church, and I'm not going to go into to, uh, to detail because uh, we've already talked about it. But, um, you know, when when we were pursuing the land and... Were, were really just coming up against so much opposition, and there is even so much that took place that uh, most people don't know. The things that um, was no question. I mean, there was just no question about it. The enemy was just working overtime. And I'll be honest with you, there were to, there were there were times where I felt completely just hijacked, overwhelmed, and derailed. In a way that I had never personally ever experienced in my 33 years of being a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, To the point where physically, I was under significant stress. um, Just emotionally, what it did to me. And the spiritual aspect of believing and knowing in your heart, being so crystal clear about a very real, specific promise and affirmation and confirmation over and over and over that what we were doing is the right thing, and then all of a sudden, boom. And I'm telling you, it was like you just got hit blindsided by somebody going 80 miles an hour. In those moments, and put that into your context, whatever situation or circumstance that maybe you're facing in your life, can I encourage you with these words today? You don't fight those battles alone. You don't. You're never going through those circumstances alone. Those hardships, those trials, those setbacks in your relationships, in your marriage, in your finances, at work, your health, whatever it is that you're going through, you are not alone in your battles. You're not. In fact, there's a powerful uh, s- uh, scripture and story in the book of 2 Kings. In 2 Kings chapter six, uh, there's a there's an amazing story about uh, the prophet Elisha, who had this uh, prophet. Excuse me, had this servant of his, and there was a another king um, that was uh, mobilizing his army to basically take out the people of Israel. And so uh, the servant uh, went out, and in the physical realm he saw from a distance, he saw the opposing army in massive numbers to the point to where it freaked this particular servant out. And he went back to the prophet Elisha, and he was trying to help, help him understand that, hey, listen, there is a massive, massive army that is approaching, and they are going to overcome us. And I love what the scripture says in verses 15 through 17 in 2 Kings 6. It says, When the servant of the man of God got up and, and went out early and the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. And he said, Oh, my Lord, what should we do? And the servant asked, Well, don't be afraid. Excuse, excuse me, I'm sorry. The servant asked him. So, so Elisha said, Don't be afraid. Those who are with us, notice carefully, those who are with us Are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and notice, he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And so in this moment where it appears that it appeared as though in the physical that the opposing forces were getting ready to overwhelm them because they were outnumbered, Elisha wanted to remind his servants that, hey, you might be see, seeing something one way in the physical, but in the spiritual, in the supernatural, God has got our back. God is going to outnumber them and we are going to be victorious. And so you got to understand that when you are facing various battles, you are not going through those battles alone greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world if God is for us then who in the world especially the enemy can be against us and so remember you are not fighting your battles alone the second thing is this your prayers are more powerful than you know your prayers are more powerful than you know in the book of Daniel, you know, Daniel, he, he, he's one of my favorite prophets. Um, I love his story. I love the whole story of, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and, and how these young men just, you know, defied, you know, the, the, the king, this, this wicked king and this wicked nation known as Babylon. And, you know, we know the story of Daniel and the lion's den. And long story short, Daniel was a man of God. He was a prayer warrior. And what's awesome is that there was a situation one time, though, where, where Daniel was praying, and it was, as he was praying, it was as though nothing was happening. You ever been in that situation <laughs> where you're praying and you're trusting God, you believe in God for something, as though like, your, your prayers just never get above the ceiling. It's like they just ricochet off the ceiling. You ever felt that way? I mean, I have and you're just like you are like god are you even there are you even aware do you even care are you on vacation this week i mean what god are you even are you even oblivious to to are you just oblivious to what's going on in my world and so daniel was kind of facing this situation And it says then an angel came to him and he said don't be afraid daniel since the first day you begin to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before before your god your request "...has been heard in heaven." Notice carefully. "...I've come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future, for this vision concerns a time yet to come." So here's what you understand. God's delays are not necessarily God's denial. Sometimes when we're praying, sometimes when we're believing God, we gotta also recognize the fact that our prayers are also being opposed by a real spiritual force. And in this case, for 21 days, the, the evil forces, the spiritual forces of darkness blocked, if you will. They hindered Daniel's prayers from actually being answered. Even though God heard them, but God eventually sent an angel to intervene. I just want you to understand that there are times we have to be reminded that when we're fighting battles, we're not alone but we also got to understand that when we're praying or believe in God, and specifically when we're praying for breakthroughs, just because you don't get an answer instantaneously doesn't necessarily mean that God's not listening and God is not working. Because, listen, I believe with all of my heart that when we pray, our prayers are far more powerful than we could ever know. James says, "...the, effect, the, 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 the fervent and effectual prayers of a righteous person greatly matters." And so whatever you do, don't quit on God. Don't throw in the towel. Hey, don't stop believing. Don't stop living by faith. Listen, you keep trusting in the one who is the one that can be counted upon. You keep trusting and moving forward in faith. And here's a closing thing that I want to share with you. Because each and every day, we have to put on spiritual army. The only way we're going to overcome the evil one is to be clothed with spiritual armor, to be battle-ready. And so starting next week and then week three, we're going to unpack this specific passage of Scripture And we're going to be talking specifically, not only what the armor of God is, but more importantly, how the armor of God works in our lives so that we are always armed and ready to take on the evil one. In Ephesians 6, it says it like this, verses 13 through 18, Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then, With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Can I just tell you something today? Listen, we have the promise and the power and the truth of the word of God. And so when we pray and when we step forward in faith and we take on the spiritual forces of this world, here's what you need to understand. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. Amen. Jesus Christ died on a cross. He was placed into a tomb. But three days later, he came back to life. And because he's alive, we too are alive in Christ. Therefore, we have been Conquered, we excuse me, we have been, listen, we have overcome our past. We our sin has been forgiven and because Jesus overcame sin, because he overcame the grave. We too are overcomers. So we are victorious. And so you've got to hold your head up high knowing that, listen, not just who you are in Christ, but whose you are in Christ. And don't be intimidated. Listen, don't walk in fear. Listen, don't, don't, don't feel as though you've got to live in paranoia all the time because you've got a spiritual enemy that's coming against you. You just put on the armor of Almighty God, and you, listen, you walk in confidence and faith knowing that you have a God who loves you, He's for you, He's going ahead of you, He's got your back, He's behind you, He's to the side of you, and because you are His, He's going to make sure that you come out on the other side just the way that He has planned all along. So today, be encouraged. Because even though we fight a real enemy, We're not praying. We're not fighting for victory. We are fighting from victory through Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes.